Guys, what's up? It's me, Kate. I am doing date fails alone in my apartment. This is as real as it gets. <laughs> I just got back from Vegas. I'm completely exhausted. The plan for Vegas was to do an episode of date fails uh, in Vegas all week long. And then as Vegas goes, it was wild. And every day I was exhausted. And, you know, doing two shows a night. We do two shows a night in Vegas. So it's six nights, two shows a night. I was co-headlining with Jim Florentine, which was so cool at the Laugh Factory. And uh, I feel really lucky. You know, I don't often stop and go, wow, this life is kind of cool. And sometimes I forget to appreciate the moments that are awesome. But um, walking up to the Tropicana and Jim and I, we had a like a billboard outside with our faces on it. And then coming from the airport to the Trop, actually, there was another one on the side of the highway. And I was like, man, that's cool having your face on a big sign in Vegas. I wish I'd have my phone number so everybody could text me and I could meet all the hot guys in town. <laughs> I wish that was a joke. Anyway, so I'm back in LA. I'm a little beat and I feel bad because the podcast is late. This week I'm going to record three episodes. So that way I have a few in the can for when I go on the road because I always take my equipment with me and the plan is to do it on the road. And then a lot of times I just, I get so beat up from the shows. I just can't get it done. So anyway, that's my apology. But the week in Vegas was nuts. I have a lot to share with you guys. Uh, I don't even know where to begin. I left town Monday. I got there Monday. And, you know, I've been trying to do a dick talks where I don't hook up for a while. Because after the whole snafu with uh, the last guy, I was like, I'm going to take a break. I mean, I say it on stage that my therapist said, take a break and learn to love yourself. That's really true. And I've never really done it. I've never really taken a break from dating. And sometimes I think... Like, if I take a break, what will I talk about on the podcast? I mean, I have a lot of guests on who have stories to tell, but then sometimes they don't, and I have to fill in the stories. And also I worry, like, what will the listeners think if I'm not dating? But then again, there's nothing wrong with times in your life where you grow. I feel like I've been sort of there lately. Like, uh, I've been kind of going through something, and I'll bet a lot of you can relate, where you know, I grew up in Ohio and I was really, really sweet and kind of brought up like, um, sex is love. And I was really not, I was always boy crazy. Like I always liked to flirt, but I was never promiscuous. It's kind of the way I am now. I was just talking to somebody about this in Vegas, a guy that I met saying, I'm not promiscuous, but I am a freak. And it's funny because people think those two things go together. But like, I love weird sex and I love like those sanctum parties. And I love like, I love like dirty hookups, like in alleys and parking lots. And like, I'm totally into all that and an occasional threesome, whatever. But I'm not easy and I'm like super duper picky. So, I rarely hook up with like a random or a stranger. I mean, there's only been one. I've talked about that on here. And it was the football player, the 49er. Otherwise, the only other one night stand I ever tried to have, I actually went out trying to have a one night stand. 
uh, it was like years ago, right after my marriage, my friend was like, you got to have a one night stand. And I had never done it. So we went to Saddle Ranch, which is like my favorite bar in LA. It's a total tourist trap where you can like ride a bull. And I went there looking for a one night stand and I met this really hot lacrosse player and we ended up going back to his place, but then he didn't have condoms, so I wouldn't do it. So my one night stand, the only one I ever really tried to have was like a total fail until the 49er. But anyway, the point is I rarely do it. And I kind of, you know, have been I've been getting, it's funny when people know you're single and you're not looking, that's really when everybody wants to date you because they say when you're not looking is when you meet someone. I swear to God, since I've been like putting out the energy that I don't want to meet anybody, I've gotten asked out by like more great guys and like hot guys and guys with potential that have like real careers and are cool and successful. And I just am so not interested. I'm blowing everyone off. So I guess that's, I guess it's really true that if you could treat everyone like you're not interested when you are interested, probably that's how you succeed. I'm just not good at being fake like that. So anyway, I went to Vegas and I was like, okay, I'm going to make it my mission in Vegas to just be focused on work and, and do like a podcast. And my friend Sarah came out and I was like, we're going to do all these live streams and like make fuckboy patrol videos and then do the shows and I'm just going to work out. And that's always my plan when I go to Vegas. And then I get to Vegas and before you know it, you're like, out every night after the shows, partying and at the pool during the day. And just, I don't know, one thing leads to another and I didn't get work done. What I'm trying to say is I failed. Vegas was a fail in terms of getting work done and in terms of taking a break from guys because I ended up having like, mm, I guess I had two date fails in Vegas. And then I also kind of hooked up with a stripper a male stripper, like the Magic Mike of Vegas, but not the actual Magic Mike, not the one who's in the Magic Mike show. I don't want to get him in trouble because I think he has a girl. I'm talking about an actual guy stripper that I met. It's a long story, but we'll get into it. So, all right, here we go. I guess I'll just uh, go ahead and recap the week for you guys. Well, where to begin? Um, First of all, I'm so ADD. I started to explain how... Uh, I said, I grew up in Ohio and I've been kind of going through something. So what I was going to say before I tell you about all the Vegas is I think the thing I've been going through and it's hard to explain, although it's funny because I worked with Andrew Dice Clay last weekend and he said it to me so like he saw it so specifically and he said, oh, I see who you are. And I see where you are. And he was so right. And it kind of woke me up. He said, you are this like Midwest Ohio girl. And then you got divorced. And then you kind of went a little crazy. And then you kind of like went through the teen years, the 20s years. You went through it the last five years. But now you're coming back to where you were. And it's insane. But it's so spot on accurate. Like, in the last year, for some reason, I don't know if it's because of my age. I don't know if it's because I'm getting to a place in my career where 
I'm starting to feel like I've, I've got some stuff figured out, or I don't know if it's just because I've finally been through the ringer with like one too many fuck boys. And when I say fuck boy, for the people that ask, I mean like guys that lie, guys that kind of like fuck with your head. Like, I don't know what it is. Or maybe it's just that I'm just a little burnt out on partying and being wild. But something is going on with me where I am really starting to miss like the Kate that came out to LA. And not just miss that person, but like I find that person for moments and I go, oh yeah, I kind of like forgot that person for a second. But I think that she was still there all along. God, it's fucking weird to talk about. I'm talking about myself in the third person, which means I've officially gone crazy. Um, No, but I started to feel a little crazy recently, like really crazy. And I started to feel like I was finding out a lot of people I thought were my friends were kind of like half friends and people that I trusted, not just guys, but guys and women that I kind of put my trust in. I kind of started to find out it was maybe a little misplaced. And then I've been very blessed in the last year that like I'm starting to get a little more notoriety and comedy, but then like with that comes a lot more kind of shit talk and just, I don't know, there's been a lot going on and I started to really feel just overwhelmed with all of it. Everything, business, life, um, dating. And when all that stuff kind of happened with that one guy and then also at the same time, like just, I, I don't know, trolls, not just trolls, but like industry respect. Like I just started to feel like stuff crumbling a little and I was feeling... I don't know how to explain it. I was feeling a lot of anxiety all the time. And I started to reach back and go like, who were you when you came out here? And there was a part of me for a minute, I swear to God, you guys, that was like, I want to throw my phone in the ocean and go to like Jackson Hole, which is my favorite place in the US to like kick it and hide out, which most people don't know. I wanted to like go to Jackson Hole and just like go off into the woods and disappear and not do comedy and not do a podcast and not be on Instagram. I really was feeling that. And then I started looking back through old pictures. Like if you look at my Instagram from last week, I posted like some photos from this national parks tour I did one summer where I spent 14 weeks camping in different national parks. And I was like, you know, I got to find a blend, find a balance of that person with the person that's out here in LA, because this business, it can make you nuts, man. It can make you, it just, it makes you self-analyze every move that you're making, you know, because most people, you know, you go work at TGI Fridays, you wait tables, uh, you go do that. You maybe have a good day or a bad day. You come home and that's the end of it. But there's not 100,000 people commenting on how well you waited tables that day or throwing you unsolicited advice about how to do a better job fucking putting a burger down or whatever. I'm not trivializing if you work at Fridays. That's fantastic. Sometimes I wish I worked at Fridays. (laughs) But the point is, I was just starting to be like, Kate, you got to find your inner peace and what made you happy before all this. Because what really, really makes me the happiest 
outside of making people laugh, which I love, and impacting you guys, which I love, not to sound like Oprah, Jesus, someone kill me, but I love being outside. That's my favorite thing. I could never go to a nightclub ever in my life or a bar ever again in my life and just uh, do comedy and surf and hike and snowboard and and. I kind of lost that. I really, truly did. I just get busy. Like, I played tennis last week with Jackson, my friend, for the first time this year. And Jackson was like, do you realize that we've been so busy? We haven't played tennis once this year. And I was like, man, that's such a big part of what makes me tick and makes me smile. It's like sunshine. So basically, in Vegas, part of the reason the podcast didn't happen and I feel bad about that, but I also don't because part of the reason is I was taking some time. If you look at my social media, I wasn't on my phone as much as I always am. I took a lot more time at the pool. I actually did catch up with some people I hadn't seen in a while, and uh, and I kind of just decided to let myself have a minute to just have some fun. And then, of course, there was the stripper hookup, which was not intended, so... <laughs> So then there's wild Kate, like she pokes her head in. But the point is, I guess we go through cycles in life, right? And I feel like I'm kind of going through a cycle where maybe I'm circling back to what I was. When I went home to Ohio a week or two, whenever it was, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I was in Ohio. I did a show in Youngstown and then I visited my folks. You guys saw, I posted it. Um, And it was weird because it was the first trip I ever took to Ohio where I wasn't bored. And I don't mean that as an insult to Ohio. I just mean usually after two or three days in Ohio, I start to go, all right, I'm ready to get out of here. Or I'm like, can we get out of the house and go do something? Like my family, they chill at home a lot. That's just what they do. And I'm always like, let's go to Cleveland. Let's go to the Rock Hall of Fame. Let's go to a Cavs game. Let's go to dinner. And my family likes to kick it. Because they work hard during the week and they chill on the weekends. And this was the first time I ever went home that I sat around for three days at my mom's house and was just like, I don't need to ever get up. (laughs) And I enjoyed the peace. So I guess what I'm saying is I'm going through something. We all do. But I'm happy. I'm really happy. I feel in a good place. And I feel like when you see that light at the end of the tunnel, I feel like I'm in that light. I really do. So that's partly because of you guys, um, because you guys send me the most amazing messages. And I have to give a shout out, by the way, because I talked on this podcast about how I haven't been dating, partly because I only date on Raya, this one dating app, and that I lost my iPad and that I couldn't use Raya anymore because I couldn't get a new iPad. And then uh, you guys, someone got me an iPad, sent me an iPad. So the point is, you guys are amazing. Thank you. And I love you. Um, I hope this wasn't too serious to open with. I also hope this is recording because sometimes I record like half an hour of the podcast and then I realize I taped nothing. Okay, good. We're going. All right. So now I'm going to tell you about Vegas. It's so funny. So much happened. First of all, Rene Garcia was there. I tried to get him to come over and hop on this podcast and tell you about it, but I think he's still hungover. Renee 
is insane. He's like 40 something and he parties like he's 18. And I don't know how he does it because he's totally functional. He has a real job. He has a podcast also, and he does stand up and he just, he never seems to sleep. I have to catch up on sleep at times. Like yesterday I slept like literally, I think 14 hours or something. I went to bed at 8 PM and I woke up at like eight o'clock at night. Like it was crazy. Um, that's actually 24 hours. That's a long time. I slept like when I woke up, I felt like I died and came back. Like I didn't even know where I was. So I needed it. Vegas, we started the week saying we weren't going to party and we weren't going to go out at night. That was on Monday. We gave up on that Tuesday night. So (laughs) Monday night in Vegas, I chilled and I slept. Tuesday night, we went out. So Tuesday was like the first wild night. Renee invited a friend and it was a girl. And the girl showed up at the show with this guy. The guy was so hot. I thought the guy was her boyfriend. He looked like the porn star I used to date, the porn guy that I like was obsessed with forever. He looked just like him. This guy was like probably 6'2", ripped, lots of tattoos. I hate to say this because I hope he doesn't listen, but like really bad tattoos, but that's okay. I mean, I don't care. I like tattoos. Some of them were good. Some of them were not so good. Um, He had like the seven deadly sins like written on his body. God, someone's going to listen to this that knows him and I'm going to feel like an asshole. But he was a really sweet guy, really fun. Um, He said he was a professional poker player, but then I found out he was like a professional poker player slash male stripper slash personal trainer slash masseuse, which actually cracked me up because I'm like, (laughs) that's very LA for someone to have like four jobs, but not really have one, which I'm not one to talk because I guess I'm the same. But so I basically, after the show, I meet up with Renee and his friend, um, we'll call her Lucy, Renee and Lucy for drinks. And then this guy is there. And then I have two other friends in town who were trying to hang out, just friends. One was a guy who used to be my next door neighbor in Venice, and we were always friends. And one was a guy I used to work with way back when I was married. Um, So that was really weird because that guy came to the show and I... I haven't really had to perform before for people that knew me when I was married, other than like my family. So it was bizarre because doing jokes about when I was married and then like even doing the jokes about all the stuff that I've done since I've been single, it was so uncomfortable having to tell it in front of someone who knows my ex-husband because my ex-husband is such a wonderful guy that I was like kind of embarrassed to even admit like the pathetic choices I've made since him in front of this person. But the point is I went to meet up with Renee and Lucy and then hot stripper guy was there. Um, and I hung out for a little bit, but then my friends were texting to try to also have a drink and meet up. So I told Renee, I was going to go meet up with my buddies and then we could hook up later. So I left to go meet up with my two guy friends, and we all met up at um, the Q, which is, I think it's called the Q. Is it? I can't remember. It's like the hotel by this gigantic Ferris wheel in Vegas. 
So I go to meet up with them there. Renee texts me and says, hey, stripper guy thinks you're really, really hot. He's trying to hook up. He didn't call him stripper guy, but that's going to be his name for this podcast. So I was like all excited because I'm like, oh my God, he's not with that girl. That's great. I didn't want to just hook up. I wouldn't do that. But I was like, at least he'll be fun to flirt with. And he's totally my type. And I love terrible tattoos and big muscles on someone if I'm just going to like flirt with you and that's going to be, I knew it wasn't going to be a thing. I'm not going to date a stripper. I'm not trying to sound like I'm above it. It's just that I've done the porn star thing now and I've dated, I'm not calling him a fuck boy because I don't know him, but I just think that I'm past wanting to date a stripper. I think I want to date like a regular person with a regular job next. And I'm not really trying to date right now, but I thought it'd be nice to have a little attention. Like I'm so single right now that when I take hot photos, I don't even have anyone to send them to. I put them on Patreon. Um, there was a guy I was kind of flirting with who I was into who's really hot, but it was like becoming a thing where all he wanted to talk about was sex. Like, I don't start sexting with a guy until I've had sex with you. This guy I haven't had sex with, and he was already trying to like get me to send him photos. And like, ugh, he sent me a dick pic. That was the end. I'm, if you send a dick pic before I've seen your dick, I lose interest. So anyway, I thought it would be fun with stripper guy to flirt. But now I'm out with my two guy friends, so I don't know what to do. And both these guys, one I think might be kind of into me, like ever since I met him, the one that was my neighbor. But like, he knows. We're just friends. And then the other one um, is married with kids, and he's like a business acquaintance. So it was really just hanging out. But I knew if I invited stripper guy, it'd be hard to give him attention when I had the other two guys. But then I didn't want to lose the chance to flirt with him. So I told Renee, I said, why don't you bring Lucy and stripper guy? And uh, we had another buddy with Renee, this guy, Chris. I said, why don't you all come meet up with us here at the queue? And we can do drinks here. So they did. They all came over. And now it was so awkward because I realized the longer I was hanging out how much my old Venice neighbor actually is kind of into me. And I kept trying to flirt with stripper guy. And my Venice neighbor was kind of, he kept touching me and like also being kind of flirty. And then I realized that he was sort of trying to cock block me from stripper guy. And then stripper guy he thought I did it on purpose. He said to me like, oh, I see how it is. You like so much male attention. You invited three guys out to flirt with you and you get to be like the bachelorette, which totally wasn't what I was trying to do at all. I hate being in that circumstance. I get so uncomfortable and I feel like I have to entertain everyone. This is why I never have parties because I don't want to have to feel responsible for entertaining anyone. So now I'm trying to find a way to get rid of the other two guys, my two friends, so I can flirt with the stripper guy. And one of them had to catch a flight, the married guy. So he was out pretty quick. The other one, I couldn't, I didn't know how to get rid of him. And I couldn't, and I didn't want to totally, because he's my friend, I didn't want to hurt his feelings. But we were drinking, and as the night was going, I was getting more and more kind of like, I wanted to flirt and like maybe make out a little and stuff. So... <laughs> So then I told my buddy Chris, Renee's friend, this guy that was there, I said, can you do me a huge favor and just act super gay and start hitting on my old neighbor? Because I think if you get too aggressive with him, he'll probably take off. Like I told him to basically 
gay flirt with my old neighbor. So he did. I can't believe he did did it. He started like really aggressively flirting with my neighbor. And then I think he picked up on what was happening because then he came over to me and he said, like, I'm going to take off. And he kind of gave stripper guy a weird look. And then he left. And then he sent me a text message and it was a link to a YouTube video called Friend Zoning. And it was like, it was like, he was trying to tell me he knew he was in the friend zone. I felt bad. But so that happened. So now it's me, Renee, Chris, Lucy, and Stripper Guy. And Renee has taken a drug. Now, I didn't party in Vegas because I'm trying to be, I didn't party like that because I'm trying to maintain a drug free status. Renee took this stuff called G. You guys probably know it. I've never tried it. It's like liquid ecstasy. I hope Renee doesn't mind me saying this. I don't think he'll care. That motherfucker was... I've never seen a grown man act like Renee was acting. He was doing cartwheels outside, down the street, at 3 a.m. in Vegas. A grown man. Cartwheels for no reason, not for attention, not because anyone was watching. Like he, It was like he wasn't even aware. And then he started crawling on the ground. And then he got up and started like dancing, like, like, a, like he was going to do a strip tease for us. And he took his shirt off in the street. I have video of all of this. If I can get permission, I'll post it. I have never seen anything like it. I've seen people roll. I don't do Molly. I don't do anything. You guys know I've said on here, like I've dabbled in Coke. I do it every once in a while. I will smoke a little weed to get tired. Um, But like, that's it. I'm pretty chill. I've never done, I did acid like one time when I was like 19. I've never done ecstasy. I tried Molly once. I didn't like it. But Renee is out of his mind. And then he's like, let's go swimming. Let's go to a pool. I know this pool that's open all night. So I'm like, all right, I'm in. So we leave. Now it's like 4 a.m. We leave the queue, the Ferris wheel area, and we go to Stripper Guy's apartment complex, which has a 24-hour pool. And we all go swimming at like, now it's like 4.30 in the morning, 5 in the morning, There's people with real jobs like coming down to the pool because there's a gym there and they're like working out, like getting ready for their real day. And we're down there like buzzed to death. Renee is high on whatever the fuck this G shit is. Um, Stripper guy is kind of buzzed. I think he smoked a little weed. We're all just like out of it in the pool. So stripper guy he starts trying to like kind of make moves on me but I had already decided I decided in my head I'm not gonna bang stripper guy and I told Renee not to let me stay there but now Renee's like fucked up so he's not gonna remember and then I never said anything to the other guy Chris and now I'm buzzed so stripper guy and I we start making out in the pool and it's like really hot We had like really good chemistry, but I don't know how much of that is because of the alcohol, but he was really cute. So we start making out and now I like really want to fuck him. I haven't hooked up in so long, you guys, since, um, since, you know, douchebag guy, no hookup. So sorry, I'm drinking Diet Coke. So we start making out and then I'm kind of like, maybe I'll stay here for a little bit. 
But I also had committed to doing radio at 10 o'clock in the morning. So I couldn't stay up all night. So I said, like, I'll hang out with you for a little longer. We can make out, but I'm not going to fuck you. I told a stripper guy. And he was like, all right, just chill for a little. I won't fuck you, I promise. I love when guys say, I won't fuck you, I promise, which really means they won't try that hard unless you beg them, I think. Because, so we go to stripper guy's bedroom now. Renee gets an Uber and Chris takes him back to the Tropicana. So now I'm at stripper guy's place. It's just me and him. And we start kind of fooling around, but then here's what's weird. Stripper guy says, I am so unique. I'm really only into pleasing women. Like you touching my dick, you blowing me, that would do nothing for me. So you don't have to do anything. And I was like so confused. I was like, what? What do you mean you don't? I go, are you gay? And then he was like, why, why would you think I'm gay? That's crazy. Of course I'm not gay. Just because I like to get women off, that doesn't make me gay. It's just, he goes, I really, really, really get turned on by pleasing women. It's all I want to do. I just want you to relax, and I just want to get you off all night. And I was like, well, I told you I don't want to fuck you. And he's like, oh, good. He goes, good. I love the buildup. I don't want to fuck you either. Let me just eat your pussy for an hour and then you go home and then in a couple days I'm going to come to your hotel room and I'm going to fuck the shit out of you all night. And I was like, um, I don't think that's a good idea because I know myself, guys. Listen, I know myself. There's no just eat pussy in Kate's world, okay? I've done it one time and the only reason I was able to do it that time is because I it was a friend and I kind of let him eat my pussy to be nice because he'd been asking forever. <laughs> I told this story on Joey Diaz, but an old friend begged me to let him for so long. And one night I was so fucked up. I just said, fine, you can. But I knew I wouldn't fuck that guy because I'm not into him. This guy, on the other hand, is hot and we had chemistry and I know me. I'm not good at the bases in between kissing and fucking. Like once you have a hand in my pants, most likely we're going to fuck. I don't want to sound, I know I said I'm not promiscuous. I'm not. I just don't let anyone put a hand in my pants. But once it's there, I mean, you know, I can't help it. I'm impulsive. You guys know I'm a comedian. I, I'm, I have to go with the flow. And if the flow is flowing, I'm going to fuck. You know what I'm saying? So here's the point. I tell him, I don't think I can do it. If you go down on me, I'm going to want to fuck you. And he's like, just let me eat your pussy. Okay, I I caved. I was buzzed. I was in the mood. He was hot. I was naked. I felt good. I worked out that day. I was in the sun, whatever. So we get naked. And he really did, you guys. He seriously went down on me for so long and just, It just, he never, we didn't fuck. He just, he ate my pussy and he, you know, fingered me a little bit. God, my neighbors, I can hear my neighbors, which means they can probably hear me telling this story. That's great. And uh, anyway, he made me come like, it had to be 10 or 15 times. It was so many times and it was so hot and it lasted like an hour and then we were making out. And then of course, just as I predicted, I wanted to fuck him. Like, I was dying to. Now, I'm like, all right, look, enough's enough. 
just fuck me. I want your dick. Do you have a condom? Just fucking do this. I mean, it, I felt his dick, by the way, obviously, when he was doing this shit. And it was going to be a good time. You know what I mean? I knew. I was like, it's party time. Plus, I knew it was going to be good because he was choking me. He was pulling my hair. He was, like, doing all the shit I like. And I just knew. I was like, oh, we're going to have the hottest sex. So I said, enough. Fuck me. Get a condom. Let's go. And guess what? He said no. He said no. He was like, I told you I love the buildup. I'm not fucking you tonight. You said you wanted to wait. We're waiting. And then... I wanted to fuck him so bad. I said, no, we're not waiting. I'm leaving. I'm leaving town. I'm not coming back. I'm leaving tomorrow. (laughs) And then he said, "Um, no, you're not. I know you have shows all week. I'll come back to your hotel and fuck you another night. And then I was like, what's your deal? Can you not get hard? I feel your dick. You feel pretty hard. What? Why? And he said, I really get turned on by waiting. I mean, what the fuck? You guys, I never had this happen. No one's ever turned me down except for like when I dated the porn guy and he'd have to like save his load for the next day or whatever, which was a whole other mind fuck. So the point is he wouldn't do it. It was crazy. So I had to get dressed and leave. I mean, I felt good, but you know, oh. So then it, it kind of worked. So I was kind of thinking about it for the next couple of days. And during that time, some other things happened. So I'll tell you my other two date fails. There were two other date fails in Vegas, but I have to pause first because I'm at home and I'm doing laundry. So (laughs) hold on. All right, guys, sorry. I know there's no pause on your end. There's only a pause on my end. I went and I put my laundry in the dryer. I'm such a grown up. I never do laundry, you guys. I take it to fluff and fold and I pay a dollar a pound to get it done because I just, I seriously am so ADD. I can't tell you how many times I put laundry in the dryer and left and forgot. And like two days later, I'm like, what the fuck happened to that laundry? And it's still sitting there. So um, anyway, I rarely do laundry, but here we are. Laundry and podcasting. It's a very festive Memorial Day. Guys, I'm doing this, by the way, on Monday morning, Memorial Day. So while you're all barbecuing and having a good time, I am having a good time telling you about my fails. So I don't know if you'd call stripper guy a date fail because I did get my, you know, rocks off for about an hour and I didn't even have to touch a dick. I mean, most girls would dream of this. I... I I like blowing a guy if I like him, but in hindsight, I'm kind of glad stripper guy wasn't into that because, you know, he might have herpes or something. I don't know. So I pride myself on being STD free, which by the way, (laughs) this is off topic, but Joey Diaz uh, called me today to tell me that him and Lee Syatt sat down and created a Tinder profile for Lee. And I I don't know if I'm allowed to say what it's like, but I mean, it sounds like Joey basically listed on there. Like he said, Lee needs to just make a profile where he's like, I just want to fuck bitches. Uh, Joey said he told Lee to say he only wants girls with STDs because those girls need guys to fuck and that that's how he's going to (laughs) find women to fuck. And then Joey goes, Kate, have you ever had any venereal diseases? And I was like, no. And he was like, good, that's good. Keep that monkey clean. (laughs) So I'm proud that I've never had an STD, especially considering my roster. 
Which actually, that was the one thing about the stripper, not to knock strippers, but I actually did think later, like, man, if I fucked him, you know, I'd have to add someone to my list, and I pride myself on having kind of a good list. Like, not everybody, but for the most part, my list is really like, if I wrote it down for someone, they'd go, wow, good list, you're getting top quality, you know, guys. It's funny when I podcast alone, I'm a little cleaner. I was going to say top quality dick. And then I was like, that's so vulgar. See, Ohio girl. But if I add um, pro pro poker player slash stripper slash uh, masseuse slash personal trainer to the list, I don't know if that's bad or not. You know, if he had better tattoos, I think I would be like, score, but something about the tattoos. And then also like when someone says they're a professional poker player, in my mind, I'm like, that means you're just a gambling addict or is that real? I'm not sure how legit this guy is. I didn't ask a lot of questions. You know, once he started eating my pussy, I was kind of like, you know, whatever you do for a living is fine. (laughs) I I didn't really think anymore about it. All right. So let's move on. So now I could go through the whole week in Vegas, but I'm just going to touch on the highlights. Um, So first of all, I got, all right, there's a guy who uh, is a football player. I'm not going to say who, but I will tell you guys, it's not Dak Prescott because a lot of you now have been messaging me about Dak. It's not Dak. Dak and I keep in touch. Dak is so hot and so sweet, you know, and, but he lives in Texas and it's just, you know, a long distance thing is not what I'm looking for. And I'm, I'm done with just like fucking football guys. You know, if I'm going to date an athlete, I'm going to date an athlete, but it's hard to date a guy in that position because they are busy as fuck. It's not about them being dogs or anything like that. It's just they're like us. They're so committed to their work, and they're, they're so busy, and they have to travel and practice and blah, 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 whatever. So it's not Dak. Um, but I am friends with several football players. You're not going to figure out who this guy is by going through my stuff because I don't follow this guy. But let's just say there's a pro athlete who I've had like a flirty thing with for the longest time, but we've never hooked up. We just flirt and we've met a few times, but we've never really gone out and we've never hooked up. So this guy was in Vegas and he started messaging me wanting to kick it while he was in town, which I'm completely open to. Um, So I was kind of excited at first. I was like, oh, that'd be fun. Maybe I'll go out with him too. Like, it's hilarious. I went to Vegas, like I'm going to be on the dick talks and like not date for a while. And then once I got there, it was Memorial Day week and there was a lot of people in town that I knew. So I sort of was like, maybe instead I'll just go on a bunch of dates just for fun, just to kind of like feel like I'm back in it, you know, in the pool, whatever. So... This guy messaged me. He's like, hey, I'm going out to dinner with some buddies. Do you want to come to dinner with us? And I was like, well, I wish I could. But the hard thing is I have two shows a night and I have two shows tonight. So I can't do dinner, but maybe we can hang later. And then I'll give props to this guy, I guess, for being so direct. But he just wrote back and goes, cool. But if we hang later, are you going home with me? Like, he's 
straight up just basically was like, am I getting that pussy or nah? Because if nah, then nah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was so, it pissed me off. See, old Kate, old Kate would have maybe flirted around that, maybe been like, I don't know, we'll see where the night goes, or I don't know, let's have a drink or whatever. I was so annoyed because I'm just so, maybe it's because I'm so aggressively angry right now about all the fuckboy shit, but I wrote back, no, I'm not going home with you. I barely know you, which is ironic since I went home with the stripper, but at least the stripper hung out and flirted and like bought me drinks and was like, you know, whatever. This guy, he barely does shit, and he's just, are you going home with me? Fuck that. So I got mad. So I said, no, I'm not going home with you. I barely know you. And also, do you treat all women like they're this easy, or is that just reserved for me? And then I sent it, and I couldn't even believe I was so bitchy, but I was kind of, like, proud of myself, you know? And then he wrote back, good point. Sorry, I didn't mean it to come off like that. And then I said, all good, enjoy Vegas, maybe next time, XO. And then, of course, I'm like sitting there like, oh, he's going to come back and be like, well, we can still hang. You don't, you know, I didn't mean it like that. Let's get a drink, whatever. He never even wrote back. And then like an hour later, he Snapchatted me, which, by the way, I hate. Like Snapchat is now become... Uh, It's just Snapchat is like the ultimate fuckboy tool to me because you can send the snap to like 20 people at once and no one knows. And it's kind of like just, hey, here's me. Look how hot I am. Come get it. Like, I don't understand it. Plus, the messages disappear. You know how many times guys snap me a message And then by the time I I read it, and then by the time I reply, it's gone, and I already forgot what it said. I don't understand Snapchat. It's so fucking dumb for messaging. Like, no offense if you love Snapchat, but, like, if you're a grown-up, just text me, you know, or send me a message that isn't disappearing so I know what the fuck you're saying, you idiots. Sorry, I'm mad. I think I'm still mad about this football guy because this has been an ongoing flirtation for so long, but I've never shown him anything. He's never seen anything. We just flirt and talk. But anyway, he never wrote me back. So that was not really a date fail, but it was like a lesson for guys, or at least for that guy, to just, you know, don't assume I'm going to fuck you. Take the girl Say, meet me for a drink. I mean, odds are if you've been flirting all that time or you saw what happened with the stripper, it's Vegas. Odds are we're going to have drinks and some shit's going to go down if, you know, you're partying. But, all right, moving on to date fail number three. This one's way better. This one, this is the first time this has ever happened to me. All right, so this date fail is a legit one. This is this has probably happened to you guys at least once in your life, so I'm kind of glad it happened to me now because um, I've experienced it. But so this is a lesson in listening when people tell you not to go out with someone because this happens to me all the time that some guy will ask me out and he'll be hot or I'll I'll be like a fan of his or whatever. And then I'll ask people, hey, should I go out with so-and-so? Great example is the last guy I just dated. I asked my buddy uh, before I ever went out with him, what do you think of this guy? Should I go out with him? And he was like, nope, womanizer, don't do it. You're going to regret it. And then I was like, okay. And then, of course, I didn't listen, and he was right. So this dude, let's call him Sid, um, he's an actor, 
And I got to stop dating actors. I keep saying I won't date actors because they're good at acting. And then, (laughs) I don't know, they're just who I meet. So this guy, um, we started talking. I forget exactly how it went down. We started talking on Instagram. I think he... He saw a video I posted or something, and he messaged me about how funny it was, and he was cute. And he is on a show that I actually, I used to watch that they're remaking. And so we were talking about that, and then um, he was like, we should get together sometime. I wasn't really thinking of it like a date at that point. We were just kind of talking. And I was like, sure, sounds good. Well, this was a couple months ago. Um, And then since then, he left for like Vancouver. I think they're shooting his show there. And I've been on the road. And we just kind of, you know, we didn't really talk too much after that. We talk every once in a while, but we never went out. So he happened to be in Vegas. So he messaged me days before he got there. Hey, I'm going to fly into Vegas Friday night. I would really love to uh, take you out or come to your show. So he was like planning it in advance. It wasn't like he just, it was a spur of the moment thing. So I'm like, cool, sounds good. Let me know. I'll hook you up with tickets to the show. He messages me Friday. He's like, hey, I'm here. Um, I want to come to your show. Uh, Which one should I come to? And I said, well, on Friday and Saturday in Vegas, we had an eight uh, eight o'clock show and a midnight show because Dice Andrew Dice Clay was doing the 1030 show. So I said, if you want to come to the eight o'clock show, we could like grab a drink after or something like that. He said, um, okay, I will come to the eight o'clock show. My flight just landed. I'm going to check into the hotel and then I'll head that way. Cool. So basically around like seven, this was at like, I don't know, four or something. Around like seven, he sends me a photo, which by the way, I'm starting to think anytime a guy sends a photo as evidence that they're liars, because it never occurs to me to send someone a photo to prove something. I always just say what's going on. Like I'll go, oh, I'm stuck in traffic. It never crosses my mind that I need to send a photo to prove that I'm stuck in traffic. I feel like if you have to send proof that you probably lie a lot because who thinks of sending proof? Like, that's so fucking weird to me. So this guy goes, um, he sends me a photo at 7, and it's a photo of the check-in line at his hotel. And But there's no words with it, just a photo. I'm like, what am I, fucking inspector gadget? I'm supposed to figure out, like I'm an investigator, like I have to figure out like what this photo means. I'm assuming he means he's still in line. I don't know. But also like his flight landed at four. Like I know Vegas gets busy, but it doesn't take three hours to get to anywhere and checked in in Vegas. It might take an hour, hour and a half max, but I really don't care. Like when I'm on the road for work, no dates or anything else is a priority. So if you come or don't come, I could care less. So he sends me this photo and I write back, um, oh, are you still checking in? Do you want a rain check? And then he never answers. And then around like 8.15 or something, like right before the show, he's like, yeah, probably better to rain check. I'm, I'm not going to be able to get there in time. I'm so sorry. I'm like, no big deal. We can rain check. All good. Then he messages me later at like 1 a.m. or something, and he's like, meet me at Hakkasan. Hakkasan, guys, is in uh, MGM. So 
I am, when I'm in Vegas for work, if you do want to hang, you got to come to me because like I'm working. I'm not getting off till two. I'm not going to a club. I hate clubs. As soon as a guy invites me to a club, by the way, I pretty much am like, we're not going to, we're not going to work out because I hate clubs. The only guy I will go to a club for is Rampage because he's my boy. I love him to death. I'll go to a club to hang with him. Plus he's fun. And plus he always has a table. So nobody touches me. I just hate going for anyone else. That's it. So, and Rampage knows this. We, we laugh about it. I'm like, you're the only person that I will go to a club for. But anyway, I wouldn't go to Hakkasan. Plus it's like 2 a.m. I've never even met this guy. Like, dude, what the fuck? So then he, he says, uh, okay, cool. Can we do brunch tomorrow? I already know myself. It's Vegas on a weekend. I am going to be up late. Even if I just hang with Renee and everybody at the casino, we're going to be up late. I don't want to do brunch. Fuck brunch. First of all, what do I need brunch for? I don't even eat. I don't eat waffles. I barely eat any of the brunch shit. It's like $45. Not that I was going to pay for it, but for what I would rather be at a pool. It's Sunny in Vegas. The pool is where it's at. If you're in Vegas when the sun's up, you want to be at a pool. It's like there's hot people. It's chill. The drinks are more fun in the sun. And I got to do two shows that night. So I just want to relax. So I say, come to the Tropicana, chill with me at the pool. And he's like, okay, I will. What time? I'm like, I don't know, three-ish. He's like, done. The next day, he messages me at like 2.30 and he says, uh, hey, um, I was out late last night just getting going, which I understand. It's Vegas. No big deal. He's like, I probably won't make it over there by three. Would you want to meet me at six to watch the game? And then I wrote back, I don't want to leave the hotel because my show's at eight. So if I leave, if I meet you at six, it's going to be a pain in the ass getting back here by like 730. So let's just rain check again, Right. He wrote back, I'm really trying. I really want to see you. So I said, if you're really trying, come here. So he says, okay, I'll meet you at the Trop at six and we'll get dinner. Perfect. So I get ready. I come downstairs at six. I message him, hey, I'm down here. Where are you at? No answer. So then I wait like 15 minutes And then I message him one more time. I go, hey, uh, I don't know if you're running late or anything. I'm going to give you like five more minutes. And then I'm just going to go grab dinner with my buddies. Then he read it and still didn't answer. So he stood me up. You guys, I got stood up. I've never gotten stood up in my life. And this guy is the one that was like, trying so hard to hang. And you know, it's funny. I told Eleanor Kerrigan in the green room, we were talking. I said, this is when I felt, I see how girls get crazy. And then guys think we're insane because we snap. But like, it took everything in me to fight the urge to like totally go off on this guy, even though I've never met him. And I didn't even want to go out with him that bad, but I wanted to fucking kill him because I got ready. I put on makeup. I was ready early. Now I'm like in the mood to do something. And then I couldn't believe he just read it and didn't answer. I was so mad. I was, I was too mad for the circumstance. Like I was like, you should be annoyed. I was like, I want to punch you in the dick mad guys. I didn't know what to do. So I blocked him on Instagram. That was my only, like, 
and I don't even know why I blocked him because I just knew he was going to write something back later at some point with some excuse. And then I was going to say something that made me sound really mean and crazy. So I just decided to block him. But that's it. I got stood up. I had a total date fail. This guy was cute. And this guy was bugging me to go out with him the whole fucking week. (sighs) So that was my date fail. So I had two, kind of, if you count the one with the football guy. Um, But then I had a great week of shows. And then the last night I was there, I may or may not have ended up seeing the stripper again. (laughs) You guys, I'm so embarrassed to admit this. I wasn't going to tell this story on here because I was like so proud of myself that I was on my dick talks and I was like, I'm not going to bang the stripper. And then long story short, the last night in Vegas, I went out with Renee again and his friends and apparently two cocktails. And I just lose all sense because I had two cocktails and then I texted the stripper guy and I said, if you want to meet up with us for drinks, you can. And then of course he came running and then one thing led to another and we had hot stripper, I had hot stripper sex. God damn it. I wasn't going to tell this, but I did. I had the hot stripper sex. It was unbelievable. The guy was amazing. I'm not going to lie. To be really honest, though, I hate to admit this, but like his, his dick was actually a little too big. You guys, I know you always ask if size matters. And um, I actually think I'd prefer slightly too small than slightly too big because it was big. It hurt. I'm not going to lie. It didn't hurt from every angle. It was perfect from some angles, but from some angles, it was too much. <laughs> oh, but it was, it was amazing. But also, he really didn't want his dick touched. He didn't want his dick sucked. He didn't want me to blow him. He didn't want me to get on top. He wanted to dominate, which I'm so into. But, but I like guys when they dominate to also like talk dirty and like be kind of mean to you. But like he wasn't mean. He was like a sweet dominator. I don't know. But I had Wanda in the room. So it was a good night. It was Wanda and gigantic, gigantic, like double cucumber dick. And I can't believe I'm telling this. Oh, I'm embarrassed. I can't believe I'm telling this sober. But it was great. And the funny thing is, we talked a lot. It was weird because when he first came to meet up with us, he was in a weird, he was being weird. He was being a little too aggressive. I don't mean sexually. I mean, like, he was being a little too, like, he seemed angry, like he got in a fight or something. And then I was picking up on this negative energy. And then he started trying to kind of make out with me. And I was like, I don't know. I'm not really feeling it. You're acting like a little mad, like agitated. And then he was like, really? You, you can sense that? And I was like, well, yeah, you're kind of, he seemed like a different guy. He seemed like a guy that was going to pick a fight with somebody the second night when he met with us. But then once I told him, he said, that's amazing that you picked up on that. I'm sorry. I'm glad you told me. He said, I, I lost a lot of money today and I kind of almost got in a fight with this guy and I never fight. Maybe I'm still carrying a little anger or something. I'm sorry. He kept apologizing. He kept saying how cool it was that I could tell. And then I was a little buzzed and then I guess I was like, oh, that's nice. He, he, thinks, I'm, he thinks I'm smart. <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't know. And then I was like, yeah, I guess I'll fuck him. So I took him back to my room. But, you know, the thing is, afterwards, I was so tired. I just wanted to pass out. And suddenly I felt like the man because he wanted to talk. And we ended up talking for so long. But he said he's not on social media at all. He said he's not on Instagram or Twitter or anything, and he doesn't listen to podcasts, so he's never going to hear this. And usually when guys say that stuff, I think they're full of shit or they're married or something. But this guy, I think I could be wrong. I think that maybe he's like... um, that like he doesn't claim any of his gambling money, so he's always changing his identity or something. Like he wants to be untraceable. That or he's like he has warrants out. I don't know, but I kind of believe him. And even if he's lying, I don't want to know because odds are I'll probably never see him again, and I'm fine with that. I didn't even save his name in my phone because I was like, this is not going to become a thing. But the best part is after the sex. Because he saw my stand-up, and in my stand-up I talk about how afterwards you got to leave or kick the girl out and don't cuddle and don't spend the night because that's how women get attached. But what I mean by that is after, like, we go on four or five dates with you, then we fuck you, then you cuddle us, then we get attached. If I don't know you and you're, like, a one-off, which I haven't had a lot of, but, like, then I'm not getting attached because I don't even know you. And this guy afterwards we're talking and then he's cuddling me and then he actually said am I gonna like are you gonna blow up my phone now because I cuddled you do I have to worry (laughs) I was like I think you'll be okay magic Mike you just go back to your life of gambling and running from the law and stripping and I'll go back to my life and we'll pretend this never happened and that's basically what I did so yeah um So I guess what happens in Vegas did not stay in Vegas this time. It came right here on my podcast on Date Fails. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I feel like I rambled. I shouldn't podcast alone unless I'm doing a QA, and a But I owed you guys one. I wanted to tell you what happened. I couldn't get a guest because it's Memorial Day and people have lives. And I'm tired. So if I sound a little all over the place, I want to say I'm sorry. hopefully you guys like this and we'll do it again soon this week I'm recording three episodes so there's going to be a lot coming up and I'm just grateful for you guys I love you guys Um, I'm going to go through you guys have sent me lots of great questions over the last few days so I'm going to go through them and when I go into the studio this week we'll answer your questions and I'm going to try to hop on and do a live stream also tomorrow that would be Tuesday so it won't be a date fails. It'll just be a live stream on Instagram. We'll do a Q&A, catch up, because I've been a little MIA, and I'm, I'm ready to get back in the game, y'all. All right. I hope you enjoyed this. See you guys soon. Bye.